Holiday Let Success, episode number 15. The Definitive Guide to Holiday Let Success. From interviews with successful holiday homeowners and industry experts to useful and usable ideas, resources and discussion. Hello and welcome to the Holiday Let Success podcast. I'm your host, as always, Elaine Watts, and it's great to welcome you to the show. Now, today I've been speaking to uh, a brilliant guy, Thibaut Masson. Thibaut has several luxury holiday properties, vacation rentals, in some wonderful parts of the world. He's an extremely successful vacation rental owner, which is why I wanted to invite him onto the show. And we we actually got to eventually chat because he travels so much, and you'll hear more about that as we chat. We eventually got to speak over Skype when he was actually calling me from us over in Indonesia, which we'll also hear a little bit about, because that he, he mentioned as we were discussing before the recording, that occasionally there's been some real storms over there at the time of the recordings. There are a couple of times where it blips a little during the conversation, but it actually doesn't take away at all from some of the incredible messages that, and the advice and information and just plain experience and really great, great attitude that Thibaut has in his business and something that we can all learn from. So let's head on over and have a listen in now because there's so much to talk about. It's actually one of our longest interviews so far and I've cut a second half, which will be released in a couple of weeks time. It's just full of chock, a chock full of information and useful ideas and, and ways and different things that we can all implement in our holiday businesses our holiday-led businesses to progress to make things better and to create those memories that Thibaut talks about for our guests it gives me great pleasure today to welcome Thibaut Masson now Thibaut is a successful holiday homeowner. He's been focusing full-time on his vacation rental business since 2013. Now he's got beautiful homes in St. Bart's in the French West Indies and Bali, Indonesia and Paris, France. He also writes two destination blogs for visitors to both St. Bart's and Bali. He also shares vacation rental tips on his Twitter account at Thibaut St. Bart's Bali and I will link that up in the show notes so that you can jump on and follow Thibaut. Morning Thibaut, how are you? Morning Elaine, I'm good, how about you? Yeah, I'm great. Welcome to the podcast. It is great to have you here. We had difficulty getting together. You've been traveling like mad, so I'm, I'm extra pleased to, to welcome you today. Well, thank you, Elaine. I'm very happy to be here too. And um, well, I'm happy to uh, try to bring the best I can to all the Holiday Let Success podcast listeners. And uh, hopefully I can bring you guys some tips on what to do and uh, uh, what I've been doing. Brilliant. That would be absolutely great. So tell us a bit about you. How long have you been in the vacation rental holiday industry? How did you get going? I've been in the vacation rental industry for about 17 years. Uh, I started out, of course, as a uh, rental owner. My first villa was in St. Bart's. First of all, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm an expert. I'm more like a good student. I, I listen to podcasts like yours. Uh, 
Uh, and uh, I know you've had great guests on your show already, like Heather Bayer or Alan Egan. So I do follow all these kind of people, Taylor White. And so I learn from people. <laughs> That's the first thing to be in industry. And how I got started really is, again, it's with this uh, rental in St. Bart's. Some, some of you may know that St. Bart is a small island in the Caribbean. It's a part of the French West Indies, so we do speak French. We are, we are French citizens, but the difference is it's like it's a very tiny island with 8,000 inhabitants. And it's a very strange market because actually there's only uh, about, I would say, 20 tiny hotels, but there are 300 villa rentals on the island. So it's a really interesting market. It's a villa rental market. Wow, um, yeah. It's, uh, it's very strange, but because actually uh, the, the island was dirt poor until 1950s, until Rocker, the Rockefellers fell in love with the island. That's when it became trendy for the Americans, like for to spend uh, Christmas, for example. And it went from nothing to uh, luxury travel. Um, so the goal, what they wanted to do is not to attract the, the mass, but attract only select few people. That's why they forbid like the biggest hotel has 75 bedrooms. That's it. So they don't want big hotels, no high rises, nothing. So that's why the villa market exploded. And when I discovered the island in 1995, actually I fell in love with a view, this villa de Mag where, uh, which was my first property, had this stunning 200 degree view on, on, on the ocean, on, on the bay. On, it's, it's just amazing. And I'm like, well, I want this house. But the thing is, I could not afford it. Um, I knew nothing about the villa rentals, and I talked with the uh, uh, some sort of a lawyer uh, on the island, and it was explained to me how it works, the whole villa rental industry on the island, and that I could borrow some money, and thanks to the villa rental revenues, I could get the, uh, the loan and buy the house, and that's how it got started. And um, uh, really, I got into this game very... Um, Again, I was, I was living in mainland France in Paris at the time, so the only way for me to have bookings was to give the, the villa to uh, three different villa rental agencies. And to this day, actually, I, I still use those villa rental agencies, although I do the property management myself. Okay, I see. So you actually went in not really knowing exactly how you were going to get going with it, but you knew that you wanted to be in St. Bart's and you knew that there was a way to make it affordable by renting it out. Exactly. I knew I wanted that view. That view. Yeah. I wanted that view. It's like a wedding. I mean, uh, it's like or blind date. I don't know. It's like I wanted that. I'm not, I was not so sure how, but this is what I wanted. Um, yeah. That, That's a lot. That, and you've gone... Yeah, and you've gone all out to get it, which is so, so good. It's just the perfect example of setting a goal and really fighting for it and making it work as well. Now, the the property management part you do yourself and you, you rent that out with the three luxury rental agencies. Did it start renting out as soon as it was finished, as soon as it was ready? Yeah, actually, the, the house itself, it, uh, it, was, uh, so it was already built. That one was already built. Um, so it was actually a French family living there at the time and they needed to go back to mainland France so they were selling the house um, so what uh, it, it, so immediately I, started, I gave it away to the, uh, to the villa rental agencies and the island is, is always fully booked I mean people fight almost physically <laughs> at Christmas to get a room get a, a villa in St. Bart's so it's a, bit, a, bit of, it's a crazy market so yes it was easy um, 
But of course, over the years, I had to renovate the house because, when, of course, when you transition from a family home to a vacation rental to a, a holiday, uh, holiday home, it's very different. I will give you a difference for, to your listeners, for example. Um, my villa has a four-bedroom. This villa is a four-bedroom villa. Uh, sometimes it's a family staying there, sometimes a group of friends. Think that if you come with friends to a villa, especially a luxury villa, you're probably going to split the tab. So what you want is to, be the, to have the four bedrooms of you know, either equivalent size or to be appointed as well one as the other. And the thing is, it was the home villa first, and the parents' bedroom was amazing, and the kids' bedroom was a bit small, not so, you know, not so special. So over the years, mm-hmm. I had to renovate that people should be, could feel comfortable sharing the house as a group and like no grumbling at the end of the stay with one couple saying, we had the worst, ha- worst bedroom of the house. And, you know, you ha- I, want, I want people to have a peaceful stay. So it's also, I think, a good point when you think about renting. Um, think about who are gonna, who's going to stay in your villa. In our case, in, in, in St. Bart's, it's families, but also a group of friends sharing a house. So think about what is going to be for them to uh, to, to share the house, what they need, the kind of privacy each other they all need, and kind of a common area. And when it's time to split the tab, are they going to be happy sh- uh, splitting it by uh, four, for example? That's really, really good advice. And my my big takeaway from that is to know your market, which you clearly know exactly who it is that's going to be taking on your property in St. Bart. So, so anyone listening, I would really take that as a as an excellent piece of advice. Find your property's unique selling point. Find who your market is and really make sure that you are addressing the needs of that particular market, just as Thibaut is doing by making sure that all of those those four rooms are equally as beautiful. So thank you for that, Tibo. That's absolutely great. Can you tell us a little bit about the properties um, that, that across the different locations, how many they sleep, the sort of service you offer? Because I know that the service is, is exceptional. You know, what people have when they come, not just that gorgeous view, which I will add some photos of these stunning places onto the show notes. You can head on over to holidayletsuccess.com and take a look. Tibo, tell us about how things work when someone arrives. What can they expect? Um, well, I would say each of my properties is really about uh, helping people create lifelong memories with their loved ones. It can be as a couple, it can be as a family, as a group of friends. But, you know, it, it's really what it's about because uh, some of these places like St. Bart's or Bali, they're far away. Uh, St. Bart's can be expensive. I mean, the, the house at Christmas time rents for... Thirty thousand dollars a week, so it is some money, and and people, of course, it's it's expensive. But they want to make sure that, um, for example, if you're a wife selecting uh, a place for your 30, 30th wedding anniversary, you want to make sure everything's going to be perfect, going to be all right, because you don't want to focus on uh, on on the rental. You want to focus on the memories you, you get there. So it's so when I go about this, I'm like. Okay, my houses all have stunning views. They offer maximum privacy because this is what I like. I'm about, and I always fell in love with you. I fall in love with views, and then I buy the house or build the house with this stunning view. And I'm about the maximum privacy um, because I think, you know, it's, uh, it's your own time. And even if there's staff, my staff has to know that sometimes guests just, you know, don't want to be bothered. So 
privacy is key. Um, it gives you the time to reconnect with who you, the people you love. It's, it's very important. Um, so the, you mentioned the properties. So the, the properties really have four. Uh, the one in saint Bart I mentioned, the first one, it's called Villa de Mag. Uh, four bedrooms, four bathrooms, six, six, eight. I mean, all you can imagine is like living room, a pool deck against the view. And I would say, funny enough, when I read the guest books, I mean, Villa de Mag, as I told you, is, 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 is another tip for the listeners. Villa de Mag, yeah. I n have no direct contact with the guests because, as I said, I get it rented um, almost like 80%. Uh, it's 80% booked whole year. 30% um, of the rest is me living there by villa agencies. They own the, 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 list, the, the contact information of the guests. They own it. Uh, I'm, I'm not the kind of person who cheats on my partners, so I respect that. And these people have been <laughs> doing a great job with me, and I see no point of jeopardizing, of interfering with them. I'm like, I'm fine with that, this arrangement. But I have a guest book, and you know, you know people leave, I, I leave words in my guest book to, to guests. I say, hey, well, this is what I've done this year for the house, so I bought this coffee machine, or we're renovating this, or there's going to be works because we're building a, a, an addition next door, so I'm sorry for the works, leave me a note, blah, blah. And people do, to, do uh, say things in, in a guest book. They talk to you. And also, what was important for me, because I, for so many years I left it, uh, I, I just, you know, uh, didn't think about doing, going on my own full-time, taking off rentals. I reread I think there was like um, three different huge guest books for over the years we had. I reread everything. In my mind, it was like, what do they say about the reason they're coming here? And reading the guest books really made me like, okay, it's really about, it was like, oh, wedding anniversary, wedding anniversary, 30th, 25th, 30th, 25th wedding anniversary. Or we're coming here for my husband's 60th birthday. And I was like, okay, now I get, I was about to say, okay, they're coming for an event, a live event. And they're not 20 years old. They're more like 50, 55, 60. And just thanks to the guest book, I was kind of able to draw a picture of what they liked, who they were, why they were coming here. So again, that's a, that's a tip. Do leave a guest book and do read what, they, what people leave in the guest book because it kind of gives you some idea of who they are, even if you can't have the direct contact because they're renting for an agency. So it's a long-winding thing, but that's, that's a good tip, I think. That's, that is an absolutely excellent tip. And it sounds to me, actually, that you, you've actually got the best deal out of uh, your relationship with the, the Villa Rental Company because although they own the, uh, the details and your right to, to completely respect that relationship, although they own the details, you've actually had your put, put the ability in there to learn from the guests by leaving that guest book so actually you've got the best of both worlds because you've had the guests and you've had the feedback directly which is so so perfect and so so key to your continued success and you can continue to make those guests happy i agree and, and it's it's not the key is that these these homes so I, i'm going to go about the four homes but that's the, all these homes are really my homes because in a way i don't live anywhere anymore i mean i just what I do, I like, I'm like a, I'd say a mi migrating bird, that's the word. <laughs> yeah, a winter follow bird. the sun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh, but actually, it's the opposite. It's like, when it's high season in St. Bart's, for example, I leave the house so that the people oh, wow. who are going to rent the house for the, for the highest price are free to rent the house. And then I move to Bali. And with high season in Bali, like 
uh, in summer, I moved to, to St. Barnes. That's, that's, I, actually, that's uh, the way I do it now that I live uh, full-time. Um, and um, so that's uh, really what, uh, what, what, what I'm trying to do. And, and, you know, another tip, it's not because I don't own the relationship that I can't leave a word with my personal email address. And people do send emails, oh, thank you for sharing the house. And these are my own home, and, and I want people to know it's not just a bland hotel room. It's, it's, it's a real home. There's a real person. Of course, there's no, there's no photos of me all over the house. It's not about me. It's more about, how do you say that, sharing my personal taste, explaining why I chose to buy these items, why I, uh, where, for example, in Bali, why I chose such artists to, uh, this or that artist to make this kind of a, uh, uh, paper, rice paper paintings. So it's more about showing my taste, but then they're able to make their own story, have their own life in my, in my house. But that's, that's, that's the tip. So, <laughs> house number Sounds two. Sounds perfect. <laughs> house number two in St. Bart, it's called Belle Amour. Uh, Belle means beautiful in French, of course, and Amour is love. Um, this one is launching this Christmas, so I'm pretty excited. <laughs> yeah, how uh, exciting. It's a lover's nest. It's a uh, one-bedroom for two people, a large living room, kitchen, one pool. It's right uh, on a cliff, stunning, stunning sunsets. It's amazing. And, and right now, I mean, this, um, this coming week, I have a um, French artist, a uh, French designer called Castel Bajac, who's coming to the house, and he's painting a fresco, a mural painting, at the back of the villa. On the theme, and the theme of the, of the mural painting is going to be is going to be love, and I'm not there at the moment because well he's staying in the villa. <laughs> that's part of to the do deal. the to do the painting. That's a great deal. <laughs> it's a great deal. I mean he's he's well known and uh, he loves the island. And I met him. I'm like, why don't you? Yeah, and we, you know, we uh, well we have a of course there's some money involved and some sort of free stay at the house for some some time. But that's uh, something something I would recommend is that. Um, so the theme of, the, of, the, of, the, of this house is going to be love. And the goal here for me is to be featured, we talk about that, but to be featured in, you know, home interiors magazine, uh, like El Decor, or all this kind of uh, magazine. So I'm like, okay, uh, this house is special, but I want to be even more special. Let's commission someone to do something special about love. That, that's, that's absolutely, again, excellent advice in that, you're looking for a way to make this property stand out and by finding this artist who whose name i will write down <laughs> with your guidance in the in the show notes so that yeah. so that people know who he is and they can find out a little bit more about him and if you could would you share the the pictures with us when it's complete ah well lovely i mean i'm very happy actually we're gonna even have uh, somebody videotape part of it because he's like uh it's part of a, it makes a like, show of it. So actually some people, I've invited people to see him perform painting the thing. So we're trying to make an event out of it. So, I mean, I mean again, it, it sounds like outlandish. And, uh, but that's, again, it's a tip for, for people, you know, you can, you know, a, a mural, mural painting is cheaper than an actual painting because a painting has a value because you can actually take the painting and resell somebody else. But the mural painting has lower value because, well, mural painting, people can't really take your wall and, I mean, and resell it. So that's a good tip. You can have actually uh, young designers come over to your house, uh, do beautiful things on a wall. Why not the garage? I mean, I have a neighbor in St. Bart's. That's how I got the idea. His garage is just, 
just a wall. That's not very nice. He got it uh, decorated by a, 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 an artist. I'm like, well, that's, that's, that's clever and that's very uh, unique. And it's a setting yeah. point. And, and people now take, take selfies in his garage <laughs> to have the, <laughs> in the background. So, you know, you never know. It, it's, it was very cheap to do. It's clever. Yeah, it's very clever. And, and it, it's another good point that you're making here is that your property you can use as sort of a bargaining tool for services. So you can do a bit of a swap and maybe a reduction in price because you can offer something special for someone to stay at. For example, photography, this type of work, you know, there, there's lots of different things that you can you can do there. Exactly. And I'm so, gonna, yeah, I'm going to link to uh, switch now to Bali. So Bali have this beach retreat where I am right now. It's called Bulung Daya. I'm afraid I'm going to have to write it down as well. Uh, yes, Bulung Daya. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the, I mean, I'm, I'm so in love with it. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's a wild, I'm looking at it right now. It's a wild black sand beach. It's the only building on that beach. I mean, we're one kilometer away from the uh, nearest village. It's, it's, it's stunning. There's just us and, uh, um, it's just lovely, and it's got two bedrooms. We can sleep four people, but actually up to six people because the pool house can be turned into an additional bedroom. There's a gym. There's a private chef, staff, staff of six people. There's a crazy big pool, a lap pool that is uh, 33 meters long. It's about 100 feet. Um, you know, it's uh, it's um, infinity pool on four sides, meaning that when you swim, you feel like you're flying because there's no sides. You, wow. When you look, you feel like you're flying above, and the way it is, you, it leads you directly to the sea because the, it's over the cliff, and the cliff is the sea, and when you swim, you see the sea in the, in the background, it's like you're, you're flying. It's, uh, I just love it. So it's very private, very exclusive. Um, and again, here, for example, I'm, I'm able to invite professional. I mean, I, I like doing sports. So actually, I'm able to, to invite professional sports players and they're happy to stay here because of the gym and the pool. They can track, they can train professionally here. Like a, a, a triathlete came recently and he trained me. I was happy for free. <laughs> because Great. He was, he was able to train himself. I'm like, that's a good deal. So again, it's maybe not into intense sports, but think about it too. You have a rental house. Sometimes you're going to live in your own rental. And maybe one of your bedrooms is empty. Why don't you... Uh, invite somebody over, an artist, designer, or somebody can provide you services, and then you say it. Or also, what you could also do is, why not rent, list this additional bedroom on Airbnb? You know, I've done that in St. Bart's. When I'm alone in the house, it's a four bedroom, I don't mind having people in. And usually I rent it as a full house, but when I'm alone in the house with no friends, nobody will be there for a week, I'm like, Oh, well, let's have people over and let's have a drink. I don't mind sharing my sunset with people. So it's another another tip, you know. Think about it is. Airbnb. You can actually use it when you are and get revenues when you are in the house. That's, yeah, another really good tip. I love Airbnb. I just think they're, they're just rocking the whole world of vacation rental. They're wobbling hotels. They're, they're creating such a stir that I really think that um, they are. They, they've got to be great. <laughs> They are. And again, for luxury villas, sometimes it's a bit difficult to uh, perform well on Airbnb because uh, either the market is not here or it's not exactly what, you know. But even with the luxury villa, again, you can list one bedroom when you're in the house. And this way, you're sort of able to enter the market with a price 
that is attractive to the Airbnb clientele. And, and again, Airbnb, you can select the guests who are going to stay in your property, unlike most other sites. So even though it's a nice place, I don't open it to, you know, um, how to say it nicely, 18-year-old, Australian people partying, yeah. which is the big like threat. a massive yes, a big <laughs> in, party in, group. In That's Bali. a massive worry. Yeah, yeah. So you can you can actually filter people, so which which is nice. Um, yeah. And the last thing uh, in Bali, I have a smaller house called Villa Dagian, three bedrooms. Uh, this one is in near Seminyak. Actually, it's it's, it's uh, uh, where all the bars and the rest, Chinese restaurants of Bali are. Um, uh, this one is a bit special because it's more about families. So, um, a very nice pool, high trees, lots of board games for the kids, a babysitter. I mean, the, the maid is uh, trained to be a, ba- a fantastic babysitter. So, it's uh, um, w- again, what's the important here for the four different places? I love those four different places. I live in these four different places. But at the same time, I know. I'm not necessarily my own guest. I'm not, in a way, I'm not my market. I mean, uh, I'm single, so I don't have a family. Uh, but I know that the house is perfect for families. So what I try to do, I try to research, okay, what would be attractive to families, talk with people. And I've, I'm lucky to have plenty of friends. <laughs> so they come with their kids. And I've got also yeah. six brothers and sisters, so I've got lots of nieces and nephews. So I'm, wow. So when they come over, I'm like, okay, this is what you need. For example, uh, in Bali, you know, I never thought about fishing equipment, but we're on the beach, and my nephew loves fishing. I'm like, well, that's cheap, fishing equipment. That's not expensive. But for somebody who's a, who loves fishing, it's going to be like it's paradise. Let's do that. Let's add this. And, and board games and thinking about having cuts, thinking about having a pool fence. It all makes a difference to a family. When people write to me, I want to rent your villa, I read what they say in, in, their, in their email. And I'm like, ah, we're coming with our kids. They are two and nine. I'm like, okay, two, uh, do you need a cart or do you need a, uh, do you need a pool fence? I'm able to ask those questions which show that I care and that sort of where uh, the villa is family friendly and we thought about it. Um, yeah. And again, it's not because I'm genius. It's more like because I, I talk with people and I'm like, oh, what do they need? And, and you know, talking with other people who have rentals, that's why I listen to shows like yours, or I, I read all those blog posts by, by Tila Rental or, or Holiday Rental experts, because I'm like, oh, these are good tips, um, because you can always improve for, for cheaper. I mean, I mean, thinking about, okay, for example, my guests here in Bali are mostly English-speaking and French-speaking. Uh, and French-speaking people usually don't speak English really well. So having board games only in English would be a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Scrabble, for example. Remember, Scrabble is, is it, it's not the same game if your language is different. The, the French board game is different. The number of letters is different because the letter distribution is different from one language to another. So just think about that. It's, uh, it's not expensive. Just when you travel, go to an airport, buy uh, board games tax-free, and you're done. That's another, you are giving us so many good pieces of advice today, and, and, and like you said, you're, you're equipping this for your guests, so you're very, very customer and guest-focused, which is just a huge thing that people need to, 
to try and think about everything from the guest point of view rather than from their own point of view. Yes, have the place how you want it for when you go and stay, but be prepared to, to check and change for your guests. So great advice. Thank you. Now, I know we touched on this earlier about your unique selling point, your brand, what you and your properties are known for. And, and I know that we've, we've, we've probably touched on quite a lot of it. But would you just tell us in a succinct way what you and your properties are known for? Um, again, it's really about lifelong memories. It's creating lifelong memories for people and, and the loved ones. Because um, I, I do believe that people come... Uh, I mean, actually choosing a holiday home is stressful. Uh, I'm going to be very cliche here, but usually it's a woman. It's the head of the family, uh, the, the mother, who's going to pick the villa rental. She's going to go on listing website. She's going to spend time and time looking for the right one. Or maybe she's gone on Pinterest to find some inspiration. And she's picking maybe on average five listings that she likes. And... Uh, Maybe she's going to show them in the evening to her husband uh, when they're both back from work. And they're like, oh, what do you think? What do you like? Do you like them? He's like, mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> it's going to be okay provided <laughs> just like, you know, he's like, provided it's fine, the price is okay. You know. um, and then she's going to write to, to, she's going to write to you, owner, and, and you have to answer fast, not only because, you know, if you're among the first two to answer, there's a, 50, 60 percent chance that you're going to get the you're going to get the booking, but also because if you answer fast, you sort of start taking the stress away from her, because you're telling her you made a good choice because there's there's actually a real person behind this this house, and um, you're going to be able to have these great memories and and sort of because they're not renting really a, they're not renting a bed from you they're renting they want she wants to create a special moment. Uh, so that's really what I want to do. It's lifelong memories. Can be with friends. Can be. Uh, uh, drink. I mean, I'm, I welcome any kind of people really. And but I offer them stunning views, maximum privacy. They can be themselves. Uh, and even my staff here in Bali, they're trained to be like, you know, we have gay couples over. And for you know, Balinese people are very open. Uh, Indonesia is a Muslim country, but Balinese people are Hindu. So they sort of have a. Uh, different perspective on, on life, on you know, what it's like to uh, be a bit different. And, but they're trained because we're on the countryside. And so they're ah, gay couple, what do they expect? How are they holding hands? So I want my guests to feel okay to be holding hands in, in their own vacation rental. And I'm like, so the staff is trained and it's, it's, this is all about privacy. So um, um, the, the staff is here, the house is up and I would people to ask but this is what the house is about having a great time lifelong memories and I want people to remember 10 years from now oh we had such a great time in St. Bart or in Bali it was it was amazing that's that's great thank you and I and I really think that you you know when you you said at the beginning talking about the the woman mainly being in a family the woman or even in a couple being the one who does the booking, I don't. I don't think you're being cliche. I think you're again just ob- observing really, really well who your market is and who you're very, very customer focused, and you know that the the woman is the one who does the booking. And you're absolutely right about that. And again, you mentioned Pinterest. Another really, really important point. Pinterest is 
used mainly by women. So it's a great place for vacation rental or holiday let owners to have uh, a presence because you are more likely to be found. It, it really does blend well. And the privacy aspect that you mentioned, again, whoever you are, whatever your situation, whatever your inclination, whatever it is that you are there for, you're insured privacy in your properties and relaxing lovely time right nothing is to be worried about and i just think that is absolutely absolutely okay. excellent and, and i want to add something else i mean uh, as you said i mean uh, privacy, yeah, privacy is important and, and and you can welcome people but again it's your own home you have the choice if you don't want to welcome some people in your own house it's actually okay i mean that's actually what how airbnb is strong is that you can see people's profile and you know what when i get a request i google people i mean um I Google people's names. I go on LinkedIn to see whether they exist because, for example, some my the beach retreat in Bali is, is a luxury place, and people have to be able to afford it. So if some people are not on LinkedIn, for example, I'm like, hmm, that's weird. That's a professional, or should be there should be a professional. There should be a LinkedIn, and do ask questions. You welcome people to your house, and, but you don't have to be intrusive. I mean, I'm like always asking. Are you coming to celebrate an event or something? I can help my manager and I can help you uh, with this event, a birthday, wedding anniversary. We can make a cake. So just by suggesting that you you're helping the guests having a great stay and you collecting some kind of information for you to say, okay, they're not 20 year old, they're not coming to party and trash the house. And if you don't feel comfortable, don't rent. Don't just don't. So, I mean, I I made the mistake once. I was not comfortable. I'm like, that's that's weird. It's, it's the guest who's like, uh, "You have to bring bring my own toothbrush," and I'm like, "What can what, what can be books a, a luxury beach retreat in Bali and ask me about bringing his toothbrush?" And you know what? They were I mean, they were lovely people, but the review in the end was like, "Oh, we didn't have enough to eat," and they complained for things. Even the, although the chef had prepared plenty of eating, but you could kind of think they were troublesome or like they were a bit. Special, I would say, and yeah, so the, the warning signs were there. The, and the warning signs were there, and I did not trust my gut feeling. Trust your gut feeling. I mean, of course, some, in some cases you need the money, so do take the money. But you know, trust your gut feeling too, because uh, I know that a lot of owners have the chance of being able to talk with their uh, guests on the phone. Sadly, because of time differences, I mean, time zones. I can be in St. Bars, I can be in Bali, they can be in Singapore, they can be Americans living in Singapore, they can be uh, Australians, they can be Malaysians living in Australia, they can be, I mean, I don't know where they are, who they are. <laughs> and yeah. it's very difficult. They never call me, they email me. I, I would love to speak with them on the phone. I know it's a great tip people give. To, and it's easier to close a deal on the phone. I do agree with that. And I love talking, as you've noticed. But still, <laughs> I, I don't have that chance. So, Try to gather information, read between the lines, um, and also in your listing. Uh, for example, my villa, a small villa in Seminyak, is close to bars and restaurants, but still, I don't want party people. I, I did party hard when I was <laughs> a bit younger, <laughs> so I kind of know, uh, kind of know what to expect. I don't want these people. I do say it in my listing. I say. Um, it's family-friendly place. If you come for a big group or under 25, um, do contact me because you know I tell them if you don't want them, you know, and and, it, and they move on. There's hundreds of listings. 
if you, you know, just don't lose time with them. Don't, don't make them lose their time in the end if, they don't, if you don't want them to be in your house. So have them select the right villa or the right home for themselves. Yeah, so, so actually in that situation, you're, you're not only making sure that you've not got the wrong people for you, you're also making sure that they've not got the wrong place. And exactly. equally making sure you, you've, you've both, you're doing the same thing. You're giving that guest experience by passing them on. You, you're telling them, no, this is not going to be the experience that I want to give you, that I am known for, that my properties are known for. Exactly, Elaine, because so, in, the again, end, you, great. in the end, you want the guest to be happy and give you a great review. It's, that's exactly. the big game, right? Um, Absolutely. So. Yeah, great advice. Thank you. Okay, so... We've had a look at these amazing places, and I know that they have an exceptional experience as people arrive. Just give us a short rundown of exactly what happens um, as somebody arrives in the Bali retreat. Okay. So let's imagine you have chosen to celebrate your 35th wedding anniversary. Uh, it's actually the example uh, that's really fresh in my mind because it's uh, my one, some of my previous guests from last month, so it's a real example. Excellent. Um, you book from me, I get an email, you go, on, you go on my website, or you go through a listing site, it's, it's, <laughs> it's really me answering, it's not an assistant. Um, ask you about your flight details, your food preferences, uh, ask you whether you're coming to celebrate something. As I said, it's, it's not intrusive. In this case, they, if they're coming to Bali from, I don't know, from England, for example, it's not, I mean, they've thought about it. They're, they're coming for a reason. Maybe... It's their dream destination. Maybe they're coming for a wedding anniversary. Ask them about this if they don't mention it. Um, also, um, the house, is, the, the retreat is an hour away from the villa, so when you from the the airport. So ask for the flight details because you're gonna need it for to locate them at the airport. So y we have these details. You're okay with sharing with me those details because you know it's useful. I'll explain to you what I'm gonna do with those details. Um, Similarly, you tell me that you want to have your first meal, at the villa, first meal at the villa because you'll be arriving from the airport in, in the afternoon and you want a first meal at the villa. And then you talk with my manager to see whether the next day and the following days you want to eat at the villa or you know, we're going to eat outside, which is okay with me. Uh, we wait for you uh, at, the villa, uh, at the airport, pick you up. Um, what I try to do too, uh, usually I give you tips on how to save time when you to buy your visa on arrival and just keep the cues, <laughs> keep the cues yeah, nicely. Um, so my driver picks you up, uh, you are in the van, it's air conditioned of course, there's a bottle of bozza and the driver speaks English and uh, you know, uh, he tells you what to expect. Uh, you can stop on the way if you forgot your toothbrush or if you want to buy wine because it's, it's a luxury place, there's a chef but you can still bring your own bottle, it's okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, because alcohol is very expensive. It's and again, it's a Muslim country, so the taxes on alcohol are very strong. So yeah, it's okay. Just stop in a wine store. I'm fine with that. And I do tell people that it's going to be expensive. They, they, they can bring their own bottle. I'm fine with that. Um, you cross the rice paddies. You reach the shore. The uh, reach the shore. The wild beach uh, where the villa is. Uh, the driver then drops you at the top of the lava stone stairs. You slightly go down the steps, and you have this direct view on the black sand beach. And at the foot of the stairs, there's the maid, Putu. She's here, and she's waiting for you with a welcome cocktail and a cold towel to refresh you. That's uh, 
So it's kind of a welcome I can get, uh, you have at the, at the villa here in Bulundaya. Wow. So just in the first hour to an hour and a half of them actually arriving in Bali, already they've been uh, just looked after, handheld, wowed, which is just, yeah. it's just brilliant. Excellent. It sounds amazing, but again, I mean, I'm working hard because I'm in Burundaya. It's it's secluded beach. It's a wide beach, and it's far away. And imagine mm-hmm. you've been you've been you've come from 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 England. Uh, you've been traveling for 19 hours already. And my driver picks you up. He's like, okay, the drive's gonna be one hour, one hour and 20 minutes. You're like, really? Do I need to be in a car for so long? You know, it's yeah. I know it's tiring. I do it. I know it's tiring. So you want the experience to be as painless as possible. And again. So, so now it becomes a luxury experience, it's a discovery experience, the, uh, the driver already tells you about Balinese traditions or lets you sleep if you want to sleep. Uh, but again, because there's some drawbacks to being so far away, so it's kind of try to understand what the drawbacks are to the experience you have and try to make, make it either positive, or it's not far away, it's secluded in private, or try to make it as painless as possible. Like have a bottle of water or have a cold towel because they're going to be, you know, sweaty from traveling and they're just going to be happy to be uh, feel fresh. So, yeah, just making them just a little bit more comfortable after such a long, long journey. So that's yeah, exactly. really, really good. OK, so I'm really aware that the time is pressing on and I know you've got a, a day ahead of you. Now, so let's have a look at some really important points that I think would some, some of your experience, if you could share some of your experience with people who are vacation rental owners, holiday homeowners, maybe just starting out or in their first year or whatever stage they're at. Can they learn from some of your, your things that you've been through? So can you tell us what the biggest failure or mistake was that you, you made in your vacation rental business so okay. that so people can learn from that? As I said, initially I entered the, the, the industry with uh, having villa agencies taking bookings for me. And only uh, about a year ago, I sold my previous business and went full-time into the rental industry. Uh, for example, for because I uh, was finishing building this house here in Bali and I'm finishing building the, the other house in St. Bart's. So I'm like, let's go full-time. But uh, my previous business, I had five employees, uh, 10 freelancers working for me and then interns. So I was like, oh, okay, um, I should outsource some things. Let's take a virtual assistant. I mean, somebody working in the Philippines, English speaking, great guy, um, not too expensive, perfect. And have this person do things that I don't want to do, like calendar management. I mean, who wants to manage calendars on, on yeah. home away, Flipkey, my own website? And every time I have an option, every time there's somebody booking and I have four houses, it's going to be a nightmare. Let's just outsource it. And that was a big mistake, the biggest mistake ever, because what I did not realize, the calendar is, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a marketing and sales job. I mean, the core of the thing, what I'm doing is marketing and sales. And I was outsourcing a key resource, which is the calendar. Why? Because for, first, from, for, uh, from one site to another, the calendar is different. And sometimes from one week to another, think about Airbnb, from one week to another, or even home away nowadays, they change the way the websites are. Some subtle changes, they add, they add uh, some functionality. So just having by myself to go to each calendar almost every week makes me aware of what's changing on their website. 
It means that you're aware of what's going on in your sales channel, the place where you're in direct contact with your demand, with your potential guests. If anything that was not present at all, I mean, I will say physically, in that sales channels, I was not seeing what was evolving. For example, uh, new options, so it was, it was a big mistake. And again, um, uh, I don't think somebody else can... can can do that in, in, in your place. It's, uh, I did train him, but in the end, um, updating photos, I kind of I know, I know, I think I have the feeling I know better than an assistant what photos work or not, do not work, or when I have a new photo, I just need to upload it. Again, gives me the occasion to, to look at the website, look at diff- those, those different sales channels, Flipkey, uh, holiday lettings, and see how they're evolving because these sites are changing. Again, because of the pressure of Airbnb, it used to be that maybe some years ago those sites were the same and never never changed. Now they're moving, they're changing a lot. They're launching apps, uh, they're doing different things. So if you don't know about their apps or what they're doing, uh, you're losing. So calendar management, do not outsource. Excellent advice. So so that's an uh, that's a big window. It's like your first contact with the guest and it's like your shop window those photos so yeah if you're in tune with that that really makes sense that you're showing the best of your property because you know that property and that's going to attract the guests Mm -hmm. yeah great advice so what what would you say was one thing where you suddenly went ah i get it something that happened that worked best in some area of your business so this this could be could be marketing, guest satisfaction, repeat bookings. What one thing suddenly, or it doesn't even have to be one thing, what was it that, that you suddenly realized, right, I've got it now, I know what I'm doing? Well, I think, Elaine, you, we talked about this, uh, you touched upon that already. It's really trying to understand that um, it's my house. I'm showing my house, my style, my way of living. And in a way, I'm showing my lifestyle. That's, I'm selling my lifestyle, I would say. Uh, it's not, I, know, I don't, I don't, uh, when I'm on my site, for example, I don't share necessarily personal private things, but more about the lifestyle because people want to buy this. But still, it's key to understand that, I am, as I said, I am not my guest. I am not the market. So it's very important to understand the guest personas, the, uh, who your type, typical guests are, who are the type of people who, who they are. Um, and, for, you know, <laughs> it sounds stupid, I mean, uh, stupid but what I did, I really had, for example, for Bali, I mean, I gave her name to her. Uh, she has a first name, she has a certain age, and she's booking for a certain event, and this is what she's expecting, and these are her fears, her emotions, because I'm renting, I'm not renting a room, I'm, it's about experience and memories, so you want to kind of put yourself into the shoes of your, of your, of your guests, so try to build the persona. I know it sounds like, oh, marketing-ish, blah, blah, blah. But again, in my case, I'm not my guest. So if I don't try to uh, put myself in the shoes of my guest, I will not understand that um, talking about pool fence is key or cart is key if I want to attract a family. And having a, 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 a cards uh, to play with uh, the UNO game is key to attract American kids and families. So if you... Yeah. If, you, if you just think you are the market, uh, you may be missing on some guests. Good advice. Thank you. Yeah, we, we did touch on a lot of that, but just to have it put straight across like that, really, really useful in closing. 
So where would you say you have the most success in marketing your vacation rental? Is it via your own sites or via any of the blogs that you run or, or is it the, the, the luxury villa listings? Um, as I said, I, I use different channels uh, depending mm-hmm. on the properties. And it's, um, um, I use my site, I use listing sites like HomeAway, Airbnb, like, like most of your listeners, I guess, and villa agencies, as I said. And also, I even have a deal with a hotel in St. Bart's because this hotel has bedrooms and it's tiny. It's a luxury hotel. They only have 12 bedrooms. And when they have an overflow of requests, they just you know, say, oh, sorry, you fool. So instead of doing that for the new villa I'm launching, which is a one bedroom, I'm gonna be, we have a deal. They get a commission by the time they give, refer someone. And uh, in, in exchange for that, my guest is going to have access to um, the hotel pool, the restaurant with some discounts and the rest. So I have different channels. Um, Another, yeah, that's that's a great um, a great tip you've just just told us about there. Just having a a relationship with the local hotel. Yeah, hotels. If, if they're they're booked, then well, they exactly. they were still, they don't want to lose or upset that guest. Yeah, and, and if you sort of tarnish one, their reputation. If you have a one bedroom cottage or one bedroom house, it's it's think about it. It's it's a hotel bedroom. It's it's two people. Mm. It's like a, a very nice hotel bedroom. So very nice. <laughs> so hotels are not always our enemies, I would say, in that case. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, really good advice there. Good advice. Thank the you. The Bali Beach Retreat. The Bali Beach Retreat. Um, I would say the listing sites bring about fifty percent of the bookings. Forty um, percent of the bookings are from our own website, and ten percent are from agencies because I did. Uh, well, I have a relationship with agencies, so I'm like, uh, they wanted to list it and they listed, but. Of course, obviously, uh, I much prefer having bookings from my website because um, the bookings with the highest value and, of course, the highest margins do come from our website. What happens is that these people who book from our website, usually either they find me through, through social media, where I try to be uh, visible, or what's happening, they see the house on a listing site, and then they Google the name of the house, and they, and they stumble upon my own website, and they say, hmm, let's go direct. And I'm like, in that case, I have no way to know they're coming from a listing website. That's not my fault. I didn't poach to anyone. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. but this type of people who do research, I, I've noticed, I know, I know it's so true, it's, I notice the people who usually are uh, the people that are going to spend the most money on, on both um, the rental and also the, uh, here the services, like the massage we offer or, and, the, and, and the food. It's, so it's very interesting. Um, for the smaller villa in Bali, a smaller villa which is close to town, it's very interesting because it's a huge success on Airbnb. Why? Because it's, it's, well, it's cheaper, so it's more like an Airbnb crowd. It's close to, to the city, so it's like, it's like, you know, it's like Airbnb is very successful in cities like Paris, London, New York, and because that's what people think. So, and the, people, the type of people who want to stay near a city in, in, in Bali, near the bars and restaurants, um, they are they like it so it's a, it's a good success. Uh, since Saint Bart's the first villa, as I said, it's still 100% rented through villa agencies. And the new villa, as I said, I will go either direct. People can go either direct or through this hotel channel through this hotel, uh, which is a way. And th- again, thanks to the hotel, I'm able to bring new services that I've never dreamed of. You know, like uh, having great discount to the hotel spa, to the hotel restaurant. That's great because. Even though here in Bali I can offer private chef, I can offer massages, I can't in, um, 
costs are too high in, on a French island uh, with French salaries to offer this level of services. It's not doable to have your own employees do that. But thanks to the hotel, suddenly I'm able to bring a range of services to the, the rental that are almost on par uh, with what I do in, in Bali. So again, it's interesting to think about maybe a spa nearby or, or somebody next to your place with, whom you, with which you can make a deal. Excellent. Again, more just awesome advice. Thank you so much. It's really, really, it's been great chatting to you. Mm -hmm. So I know that your beach retreat in Bali has been recently been featured extensively in the French media. So it's been in the Hotel and Lodge magazine, uh, Gay Mag Tetu, and the blog Cote Maison. Tell us about that. How did you, well, did you approach them as part of your marketing campaign or did, did they come to you? Well, again, I would tell your listeners, do listen to this podcast and do listen to, you know, what you're saying, what you're, the experts you're bringing to the show are saying, because, I mean, I learned from people. I mean, uh, for example, the way I approached uh, those media is thanks to uh, uh, a rental guru who is in Italy, called Antonio. Most people know him, I guess, yes. if you're into the, uh, the, the rental milieu. Antonio Bartolotti, he's, he's a great guy. Uh, I think he's got a site called Booking Formula or something like this. But do Google him, I guess, uh, Antonio Rental. You're going to find him easily. So I'll, I'll link him up in the show notes perfect. too. Perfect. And he's got this method. You can, I think it's free. There's a, it's free. You can buy this method from him. Anyway, and um, also I read a book by an Austrian marketer called Ben Angel. So they were all like, uh, don't hire a PR firm. Do not do that. That's expensive. And they won't, again, they will not know your product as well as you, as you can. Uh, what I did, I went direct and I, I was like, okay, I went to, uh, just like Antonio said, I just did what he said. I went to a, an actual bookstore. These places do exist, you know, where they sell magazines and, uh, and newspapers. <laughs> uh, there's probably one near you. Before, so go there. They before still you exist. Go. They still exist. And I'm like, okay, I just like, okay, I'm, going to get all those travel lifestyle things or any uh, magazine that uh, has a section about luxury travel. And I'm like, I want to be featured there. So I, I uh, took those magazines and then I went online doing some research because most of them has, have websites. And I tried to understand what kind of article they publish. Sort of, sort of, I want to understand what their end product is so that I could reverse engineer. <laughs> I could think about, okay, what can I do to help them write the article. And you'd be surprised, that's what Antonio taught me. You'd be surprised, but sometimes write the article yourself, shoot great pictures, send them the finished product, and a few of them would just publish it. They're just lazy, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so I'm going to be nice, but just make, it, just make it easy for them to work with you. So just say, hey, I've got this great villa, it's a beach retreat, wild, wild black sand beach, or I've got this cottage, it's a beautiful area in, in what, Gloucestershire? Gloucestershire, how do you say that? Yes, Gloucestershire. yes, well done, Gloucestershire. <laughs> Gloucestershire, for example. Um, it, it, it's wonderful, and it's, I don't know, there's something, do find a hook, that says that show that you read the magazine and, and target really the, the article. You can create one article and then tweak the title of the article you're posing to them to fit their, uh, their audience. Uh, for example, for triathletes, I... I I, I tweaked, tweaked my article uh, and, and focused on the 33 meters long pool. 
for for uh, for Tetu, the main gay magazine, I said, well, my staff is trained to welcome anybody. Really, we 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 open, we don't care. No, so mm-hmm. uh, and for uh, the in, uh, hotel and lodge, it was more about services, and for the decoration one, it was about decoration one. I retreated because I saw that what they were doing, they were publishing interviews. So I, I took, took again my article I had written, and I said, instead of say, being neutral, it was like, I did this. I, I chose the blah, blah, Ali Stone was blah, blah, blah. So, so I just tweaked it so that I could make it easier for them. Like, oh, so when you, get, when you write to them with your email, they're like, first they think, okay, you know who you're talking to because you, see, you care about them. You give them a sub, uh, an article that's a good fit with their own publication. And again, it's it's just easy. And and a good, another tip: it's not that difficult, but you need to find, for example, a lot of blogs. There are a lot of travel blogs along or decoration blogs. I hired my own niece, uh, Billy, and she she was amazing. And it was her summer job in August. And I'm like, just find find the main French interior decoration blogs and and write to them and and send them this this article. And she, thanks to her, I was featured. In a, on the blog of the magazine, and then I got the, I was featured in the print version, the actual print version of the of the magazine, which is more prestigious. And again, I don't, I don't think, I mean, this the, this magazine have blogs, and I've got done traffic, and I've got one one demand for two weeks, uh, one inquiry for two weeks next August from a well-to-do family from France. That's pretty nice, but as I, I'm I'm like Antonio. Actually, to me, the goal is to be able then to feature the logos of this publication on my website because it's like a signal telling people, you can trust me, remember, uh, stress-free, lifelong memories, blah, blah, blah. That's my goal. You can trust me. I've been featured in those places. And if those, if those magazines have featured the villa, it's probably a signal that it's going to be fine for you and your family and your friend can trust your choice. So it's a signal I'm sending to the reader because, again, I'm, I'm not sure I can get bookings from those magazines really because I never, I, I never actually, I n- never book a hotel from reading a magazine. I never do that myself, but you never know. But I think it's a good signal. Yeah, I agree. That's very just just giving people a different perspective and looking at a different way of actually marketing their property and and rather than like you say the goal is to get the the fact that you were featured is to give you credibility it's kind of getting people to to maybe look at marketing in a slightly different way rather than straight to the guest and try and get as many bookings as possible it's showing again guest centric exactly how how they have chosen the right place. So that again, just yeah, awesome yeah, advice. Yeah. Thank you. And, and you have to be guest-centric with a journalist. Again, what does the journalist want? Easy work and easy article that that matters to him. And preferably, yeah. uh, look at the way the the way this, this this magazine, the way they write their own title and title your own. For example, when you write an email, there's an object or subject to the email. Uh, that title should be written in the same way as they publish their own title because it's hard to say that in English. It's gonna you say that it's gonna talk to him. We see that in yeah, it's, it's gonna like, yeah, like exactly million, right. Like, exactly. So so someone glancing through the magazine would see very very similar style instead of a series of similar 
style articles and then one that sticks out like a sore thumb which is clearly not written by them if you can make sure that you 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 look like them then they're more likely to choose you and they're more likely to open your email which is step number one remember that the title of the email is key you want them to open your email yeah yeah so step back before they've even yeah you need to get them to open the email before you can get any further (laughs) good point Okay, so so really good advice there. And this sort of leads us quite nicely to talking about photography. How important is photography in the vacation rental business? Would you recommend that new owners get their place professionally photographed? Oh, yes. Yes, do it. We talked about mistakes. And actually, uh, that could be another mistake for me, a good learning. Um, Mm -hmm. um, I did contact, as I said, I contacted journalists. and, And this... The, ma- the editor of very good luxury travel magazine in France replied to me, and she was like, I love your house. What you've done is great. You know, you worked three years building the house. Amazing. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I've gone reading it. She's like, but oh, no. I'm not going to publish anything about your house because your photos suck big time. <gasps> Ow! <laughs> I mean, Ouchie, the, that must have been horrible. The exteriors are, are nice, but the inside photos, and she went on, which was surprised, uh, giving me advice. You should do this, do that. Uh, the lights, don't, don't, don't put the lights on. It's horrible. Uh, put, try to put a tray with some coffee cups so people feel there's something going on. Make it lively. I'm like, oh, I, was, I was reading, feeling sweaty. And I was bread oh. in the face. I'm like, oh. No, I'm oh, like, no. And I, I'm like, that's so bad that she's like writing. I feel like a little boy, you know, and she was like a teacher. <laughs> but actually, think about it. If she was taking the time to answer, to reply in such details, I mean, that she saw potential. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. I was, and then I think number two, I, actually, Airbnb sometimes meets a host. I don't know if you know that, but have, uh, um, they, uh, they have meetups with a, uh, Airbnb uh, hosts Airbnb, so you can meet Airbnb employee. I was talking yeah. with the Airbnb employee. He's like, I'm like, what's the secrets? What's the algorithm behind behind Airbnb? He's like, well, I can I can say that when people when guests search, what they're gonna do on Airbnb, they're going to enter that place destination, and then the dates their dates of choice. Then they search. They get the list. Their result. They get a list. What they're gonna look at in the list, you know, this the list with a there's a tiny title, a tiny photo, and number of reviews. The first thing they're going to look at is number of reviews. Then they're going to look at the photos. And then he said, maybe, maybe they're going to read what you uh, wrote in, uh, in the listing text. And I think usually I did the reverse. At first I was like, I was like uh, putting all my heart and my soul in the text and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, uh, okay, actually that's wrong. The first thing they look at is, reviews as we said but photos which is yeah think about it, it makes sense they are in a search airbnb is a search engine they're in search engine they're looking at the results of course the thing that pops out is not that text the text that is behind the photo is the first photo so the key for me was to uh, retake the photo and i had a professional person do that and uh it was uh, <laughs> it changed everything and i rewrote to this person and I'm going to be featured in the magazine, the print magazine, this December. And Exciting. I got the email, negative email in July, and I wrote to her back in July saying, 
okay, I got a message. I think you're right. I'm going to be a good <laughs> student as usual. I'm going to be a good student. I'm listening to your advice. And I promise you, early September, I'll get back to you. And early September, I got back to her with the photos. And she like, we're good. <laughs> Brilliant so, outcome. So yeah. from a slightly painful email and a huge learning curve, a bit of a slap in the face, it's actually paid off. You've learned from it. And it's, it, was, it was worth going through it. Yeah. <laughs> Thibaut, it's been such a pleasure talking to you today. You've given us some incredible insights into how you run your business and how, how to market a business, how to, to really look after your guests. So I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you so much, Elaine. I appreciate being on, on your show and you, you do a great job uh, having great people uh, talking to your listeners. So uh, thank you to all the Holiday Let Success Podcast listeners. And uh, guys, if you want to um, talk with me, ask me a question or, you know, uh, just follow me on Twitter, Valley. That's where I, I try daily to share tips, uh, good, interesting things I found online with a uh, uh, regarding the holiday rental industry. So just follow me and uh, just you know, send me a message. I'd be happy to talk with you. Excellent. Thank you for sharing how to get in touch with you. What I will do is I will make sure that Thibaut's Twitter account is linked up in the show notes at holidayletsuccess.com. I will also put links through to all of these beautiful properties that he has. And you really do need to look at the photos and just see this incredible experience that he is offering. So thank you again, Thibaut. Hopefully I'll speak to you again soon. Yep. Cheers now. Bye. Bye.